Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. to go quickly to Romans chapter 5. If you can turn in your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 5. I'm so grateful for the worship team this morning and setting an atmosphere for the Lord to be with us. The Bible declares where two or three are gathered in his name, he'll be in the midst. So I'm, I'm confident that the Lord is with you wherever you may find yourself this morning. I believe the Lord is pleased with our worship. I want us to go to Romans chapter 5. I want to look at verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. As my wife has already declared, I've been on this sermon series entitled To Him Who Believes, Understanding and Having a Greater Revelation of Faith. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we are also glory in tribulations. I don't think we like that. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope and verse number five declares this now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us I want to read verses number one and two again therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Oh, that's good news. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning. Our security in faith. Our security in faith. Somebody who's watching online, if you don't mind doing me a favor and putting that in the comment box. Our security in faith. I want us to understand this, that there are some heavenly riches that we can only obtain from God by way of our obedience in faith. There's some heavenly riches, some heavenly mysteries. There's some things that are unlocked only by way of our obedience in faith. This is why Romans 1.17 declares, for in the righteousness of God is revealed, watch this, from faith to faith. And hear this, you can only receive from God to the, the degree which God has been revealed to you. I want you to stay with me. The, the only way I can receive from God is based on the degree that God has been revealed to me. Because your request of God require revelation of God. What, what do I mean? I can't ask God of anything that I do not know that he has um, 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 hold of. So I've got to have this level of revelation of God to ask of God. And every degree of revelation of God requires another degree of faith. Therefore, our prayer must be, Lord, increase our faith. Somebody this morning say, Lord, increase my faith. He, he, he's got to increase our faith. And watch this. This is why the man who desired for his son to be healed in Mark chapter 9 said this in verse 24 of that chapter. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. It's not that he had not known that Jesus was able to heal, deliver, and set free. I don't believe that that's what's going on in our text here. The Bible says, because watch this, Jesus had done countless miracles in the book of Mark prior to this encounter. So I believe this man, man knew that Jesus had this level of ability. 
But this father had known of the Lord's power. And perhaps I believe he may have even witnessed the Lord's power. But this power had never become personal. I don't want to know about a God that can do all these exploits and his power never become personal. Oh, I, I would venture to say that this father is not alone because how many times have we had faith for another but not for ourselves? How, how many times have we prayed in faith for God to do great works in another's life but we can't have faith for our own selves? Somebody say unbelief. 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 This father in Mark 9 wanted every ounce of unbelief to be removed from him. And watch this, where there is unbelief, not only is the Lord not pleased, but the Lord's power is untapped. Did y'all hear what I just said? Wherever there's a level of unbelief in my life, not only is God not pleased with that unbelief, but his power is untapped. And despite what you may believe, many of us have faith for the job but not for faith for our joy. Y'all know how you can pray for the job, believe God for the job, and then when you get on the job, people get on your nerves, and you can't have faith to have joy on the job. We have faith for our access to education. You, you, you pray, God, get me accepted into this school, but we don't have faith for the endurance. Uh, unbelief, unbelief. Somebody say unbelief. unbelief. And even us, many of us have faith for our salvation but we don't have faith for our sanctification. That's just the way I am, God. I can't change that area of my life, but you had faith to get saved, but you don't have faith to be sanctified. Our Lord needs to help our unbelief. If we can be honest with ourselves, there's areas in our lives where unbelief resides. And therefore, watch this, the power, the provision, and the promises of God remain untapped. Did y'all hear what I just said? Whenever that there's areas in my life, in our lives, that, that, that where unbelief resides, it takes residence and the power of God, the provision of God, and the promises of God in that area remain untapped. That's a sad tragedy. As believers, we secure a new measure of God by faith. And we, watch this, we secure a personal manifestation of God by faith. Because there is security in faith. Therefore, as believers, we got to ask ourselves these questions. For those of us who are in the sanctuary, you should be able to see this, these questions on the screen. But you got to ask yourself, what measure of the power of God have I not personally experienced? That, 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 that's a critical question I got to ask myself. God, 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 what measure of your power have I not personally experienced? What, what measure of the provision of God have I not personally experienced? And what measure of the promises of God, if the promises of God are yes and amen, what measure of his promises have I not personally experienced? And somebody may be saying, well, Pastor Keith, why are the answers to these questions so significant to my life as a believer? You may be asking why I get all of that, but I don't need God in that level. Okay, if you say that, because if I failed, watch this, to personally experience a measure of God in the areas of power, provision, and promises, then I fail to live to the full measure of God uh, that God has called me to. Did, did, did y'all hear what I just said? If, if I don't experience God or this measure of God in, in, in terms of power, provision, and promises that I fail to live to the full measure which God has called me to. In other words, we live beneath our means. Uh, somebody needs to put that in the comment box. Don't live beneath your means. This is why, this is why Ephesians 4 verse 13 declares this. Till we all come to the unity of the faith. And the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man and watches to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I want to know the fullness of Christ in my life. And this measure is secured by faith. And as I mentioned throughout this series, the just shall live by faith. Faith is required of us. And hear this. Faith is our only recourse. I have to live this life in this journey by faith. It must be our desires as believers to know and take hold of our security in faith. Those things that have been set aside by God for us as believers, which are only secured by faith. I, you know what? If my daddy 
had set some stuff aside for me as an inheritance and I never took hold of those things, that would be a sad tragedy. That there are things that God has set aside for all of us. Somebody say all of us. Not just the bishop, not just the apostle, not just the church planner, but all of us. And God says, I've set them aside and they're secured by faith. And this is where, why we find the apostle Paul admonishing believers in Rome throughout the book of Romans. He was encouraging these Roman believers who had been tainted by political rule. They had been tainted by pagan worship and they had been tainted by the pride of life to receive all that the Lord has set aside for them. And this and notice this, this was difficult for these Roman believers to take hold of because many of them felt that they were unworthy and undeserving of these rewards that Paul had spoke of. Why? 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 Because even at the most basic level, they felt complicit in the crucifixion of Christ. I need y'all to stay with me. The Romans crucified Christ. Yet Paul reminded them that of their newfound faith that these rewards were accessible by faith. I don't know how many of us have ever felt like we weren't worthy or undeserving of what God said he would, that we would receive. And God says we have access to them. Somebody say by faith. By faith, by faith. We too must be admonished of the access that we have to what the Lord has prepared for us by faith. Many believers feel unworthy. Many believers feel undeserving. But there is a measure of God. There's a measure of God that we can only secure by faith. And I believe through our text this morning, we can take hold of our security in faith. I want us to look at verse 1a. So let's examine the text and I'm going to be out your way. The Bible says, therefore, having been justified by faith. I want you to stop right there. Condemnation is birth in the place of unbelief. Did y'all hear what I just said? Condemnation is birth in the place of unbelief. And the sad reality is that many believers don't walk in forgiveness because they have failed to walk in faith. Here's one of the things that we secure by faith. We are forgiven by faith. Somebody say I'm forgiven by faith. They're still in bondage of their sin because they do not believe they are forgiven. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but somebody did not know that you've been forgiven by faith. And here's the good news. Your ability to walk in liberty is accessed by faith. Watch what our foundational text says again, that we've been justified by faith. So it's not your works, it's not your worship, and it's not even your personal will. It's by faith. We've been justified by faith. Too many people think I've got I've to commit myself to works. I've got to worship God in this certain degree. That is my personal will or desire to be forgiven. And God says you've been forgiven by faith. That should have lifted a burden off of somebody. Believing that Christ not only died, watch this, for your pre-salvation sin, but your present salvation sin. And if y'all may not like this, you may, for the overly deep folks, but you can still be saved and sin. So I need to be forgiven by faith. Uh, condemnation, watch this, is defeated at the place of faith. Christ died for all of our sins. Uh, this is why the apostle John declared this in 1 John 2 verse 12. For those of us who are in the sanctuary, it's on the screen. But I, I need y'all to write this down. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12. Notice what the Bible says. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Uh, the very reason that John wrote this epistle is so that believers would believe by faith that they had been forgiven. Even more, he makes it personal. Notice what the text says. The Bible says your sins. In other words, every sin that has been attributed to you, every sin that has been assigned to you, and every sin on account of you has been forgiven. Oh, that's good news to me. But that forgiveness is only secured by faith. Action, neighbor, do you believe? I've got to believe that I've been, been forgiven by faith. Consider the response of Jesus to the faith of the paralytic in Mark chapter 2, verse 5. The Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. This means your forgiveness is made secure by faith. We've got too many believers um, condemning themselves because they don't believe they've been forgiven by faith. 
This may mess up somebody's theology, but it's not your confession. It's not your cry. It's not even the condition of your heart, for our hearts are desperately wicked. It's your faith. Somebody is walking around in bondage because they have failed to walk by faith. I don't care if you sin. Watch this on yesterday. I don't care if you sin right before you watch this um, 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 live stream. God says, I can forgive you by faith. It's not your confession. It's not your cry. It's not even the condition of your heart, but it's secured by faith. Therefore, the question you got to ask yourself is, do you believe that when Christ was crucified on the cross, so was your sins. Oh, y'all didn't think about faith in this manner. This is why Romans 8.1 declares that therefore there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. I want to say something. Forgiveness is now made secure at the place of faith. I, 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 think, I think we've caught that, but I want to give you a little word of wisdom. Your access to forgiveness and your ability to forgive is also made secure by faith. Somebody's holding on to unforgiveness because they failed to have faith. I, I hope y'all, I want, I want y'all to catch what I just said. My access to forgiveness and my ability to forgive is secured by faith. It, it, it's at the place of faith. Because the reason that many have failed to forgive the one that hurt them is because they don't believe they can. Somebody say, by faith. You have strength to forgive and it's released at the place of faith. Oh, y'all don't like that this morning because y'all want to harbor this level of unforgiveness. They didn't cheat on you that bad to forgive them. They did not curse you out that bad for you not to forgive them. And they didn't condemn you that bad that you can't forgive them. You just need to believe by faith. It was not until I caught that revelation that I had the ability to forgive somebody by faith that, that, I, that a lot of the, the bondage of unforgiveness that I carried over the course of my life, I did not give it up until I believed by faith. And watch this. We're called to be, and I'm going to be, this is a little segue into our next sermon series, called to be ministers of reconciliation. And then we don't live up, and, and notice what I said, to the measure in which God has called me to. You can be forgiven, and you can forgive. Somebody say, by faith. Because your forgiveness and your ability to forgive is secured by faith. So the first thing I want us to know is that we, we get this level of security in forgiveness by faith. Now I want us to look at verse 1b. The Bible says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God walks in peace with those who walk with him. And the only way in which we're able to walk with God is by faith. It's by faith. So, so I made mention of this before in the beginning of our sermon series. But at the most basic level, our relationship with God begins at the place of faith. Somebody say salvation. So, so here's my other thing. Not, not only do I secure forgiveness by faith, but I also secure fellowship with him by faith. Uh, there, there, there's this fellowship with him. Somebody who's watching online, put that in the comment box with me. Uh, fellowship with him by faith. So that means we escape damnation when we decide to walk with God by faith. That, that, that's good news. Yet even more, we both have an internal peace with God, this eternal, our everlasting peace with God. And we also have an earthly peace with God by faith. I don't want to just get to have peace with God in glory, but I need peace with God. Somebody say right here. Uh, what do I mean? Our fellowship with God is made secure when by faith I believe that the Lord is attentive to me. How many believers uh, can walk around in this life um, journey called life and don't believe God is attentive to them? To them. Uh, 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 God is our fellowship with God is made secure by faith when I believe the Lord answers me. You know you got folk that will reach out to pastors or, or, uh, or uh, intercessors because they don't believe God answers them. And, that, and watch this, by faith, uh, my fellowship is made secure by faith when I believe the Lord abides with me. We've got too many believers that don't believe that the Lord is attentive to them, that the Lord answers them. 
and that the Lord abides with them. Somebody say fellowship with him. If we can be honest with ourselves, this requires faith. I don't know about y'all, but there's some seasons of your life, and life in the enemy can make you feel as if God won't answer you. I, I don't know about y'all, but life in the enemy can make you feel as if that God is not attentive to you. I don't know about y'all, but life in the enemy can make you feel at times that God does not abide with you. And there's times when the enemy and the issues of life arise that my faith needs to kick in. Right, watch, watch what John admonishes believers with these words in 1 John chapter 1, verse um, 2 through 3. 1 John chapter 1, verses 2 through 3. Notice this. The Bible says life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the father, was manifested to us. And that which we have seen and have um, declared to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly fellowship with the father and his son. John wanted believers to know that we have fellowship with God even in dark seasons. Uh, of our life. John was trying to tell believers that even in desolate seasons that God has fellowship with us. And even in the enduring seemingly dead seasons that we have fellowship with God. And all of that requires faith. I hope y'all hear me this morning. I don't know about y'all if you've ever been in a dark season. If you've ever been in a desolate season. If you've ever been in a season where things around you seem seemingly dead. And John was telling these believers, no, you still got fellowship with God, but it requires faith. Uh, we must believe as Deuteronomy 31.6 declares, be strong and of good courage. And do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you, and he will not leave you nor forsake you. In difficult season, our faith must declare, God won't forsake me. Even more, our faith must declare that we will not forsake God. Did y'all hear what I just said? It's one thing to declare in dark and difficult seasons that God won't forsake me, but I've got to have a level of faith over my life that says I won't forsake God. Because here's the real reality of difficult and dark seasons. It's not that God has forsaken us. Many of us have forsaken God. Did y'all hear what I just said? It's not that God has forsaken us, but many of us have forsaken God. You know, when difficult seasons come, we don't pray like we used to. When difficult seasons come, we don't want to hear the saints call like we used to. When difficult seasons come, we don't want to go to church like we used to. Because not, it's not that God has forsaken us, but we've forsaken him. We must ask the Lord in difficult seasons, Lord, strengthen our faith. Because we need fellowship with God. This is why David declared in Psalm 27, 13, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. His faith was in fellowship with the Lord because our fellowship with the Lord is made secure. Somebody say, by faith. I'm going to be out your way. But I said that, that this, this level, we've got too many believers that walk around harboring unforgiveness, believing that God is not forgiving them, and they live in a continual or perpetual place of condemnation. But our forgiveness is secured by faith. Uh, many of us don't realize that even in difficult seasons, even in dark seasons, even in desolate seasons, God is with us because our fellowship with him is secured by faith. I want us to look at verse number two, and then I'm going to be out your way. Verse number two says, through him also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Here's some good news. My wife was saying that we don't like, we, we like to hear about blessings. Well, here, here go y'all blessings, y'all. <laughs> Favor is promised to the believer. But many believers fail to access and abide in favor is because many believers fail to walk in faith. What a sad tragedy. Notice what our foundational text says. The Bible says we have access by faith into this grace. And this word grace in our text is the Greek word charis, which means, yes, favor, but even more, it watches, it means a blessing brought to man by Jesus Christ. 
In other words, it is faith that causes us to know that all we have is because of Christ and Christ alone. The, the, the reason why many of us don't walk in this level of favor is because we don't have faith or sense enough to know that all that I have, all that I am is because of Christ and Christ alone. Oh, somebody say that requires faith. Nothing we have is of our own accord. That the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And that includes my stuff. Somebody say my stuff. Because hear this, it required faith for the old saints to say, if he never does another thing, he's already done enough. We've got too many contemporary believers that say we move by faith, but we can't be like the old saints and say, if he's never done another thing, he's already done enough. Because they had faith that gave them access to the Lord's favor. And you wonder why the old saints never went without, because they had favor. Somebody say they had favor. And they had favor because they got favor by faith. Why is this so significant in the life of a believer? Because when you don't realize that unmerited favor is upon your life, you become ungrateful. Here's a good litmus test of a believer that is not walking in faith. It's an ungrateful believer. So a disgruntled believer is really just a faithless believer. Uh, a dissatisfied believer is really just a faithless believer and a discontented believer is just a faithless believer somebody say a faithless believer that's a good litmus test if I begin to harbor discontentment I become disgruntled I become dissatisfied about where I am in life that's a believer that is not walking by faith oh y'all don't like that this morning this means if you fail to secure the favor of God then you might need to question your faith. And hear this. There is no need to seek favor when you know that favor has already been secured. You've got too many people that want to sow into favor. You got too many people that want to labor for the Lord concerning favor. And all I've got to do is believe by faith that I've received favor. That all that I have, all that I am is because of Christ and Christ alone. Somebody say, I've got favor. I hope that made somebody happy this morning. This is why the latter portion of our text says this, concerning this favor. Notice what the latter portion says. Into this grace in which we stand. In other words, the Lord's resource should be our residence. That by faith, every believer should be, be able to declare that the ground we stand on is holy because wherever our feet tread, so should favor. Did y'all hear what I just said? The, the, the Bible says, into this grace in which we stand. So that means wherever, when I know by faith, wherever my feet tread, favor should follow me. Somebody say favor should follow me. Oh, that's good news to me. That favor should. So listen, that means I don't care if demons are there because favor goes with me. I don't care if deceit is there because favor goes with me. And I don't watch this care if even disdain is there because favor goes with me. And listen, that is only secured by faith. Somebody say by faith. Every in environment I encounter should shift because of the favor that is secured by my faith. Oh, that's good news to me. That means I can go into any environment when I know by faith that favor is with me. Oh, y'all, I don't know about y'all, but that made me happy. That means, listen, hear this. This should change our perspective on things. I shouldn't have to change environments, but my environment should, be, should change because of me. I should never, we've, there, there are too many believers that get disgruntled about jobs. They get disgruntled about where they are in life. They get disgruntled about who they have to um, um, co-labor with in ministry. If you could just believe by faith that favor follows you, watch this. I don't have to change environments, but my environment should change because of me. Oh, I, that, 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 that's good news to me, y'all. I don't get bent out of shape about my environment because the Bible says in this grace in which I stand. Favor, watch this, should be the perpetual place of the believer in which we stand. But that place is only secured, somebody say, by faith. 
hear this, so much of what the Lord has set aside for believers is only secured by faith. That means many believers are on this journey ill-equipped because they failed to be equipped with faith. This is why the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. That God knew that he was going to take you into some difficult environments. God, God knew it was going to be some people that's going to be close to you that was going to hurt you and you needed the ability to forgive them. And God says, this is why the just shall live, somebody say, by faith. So many of us are so ill-equipped in this journey because we failed to be equipped with faith. I've said this before, and I believe it bears repeating again. One preacher coined faith as the currency of heaven. In other words, faith is required to receive what's been reserved for believers. There's some stuff that God has set aside for us. It's been reserved, but we only receive it by faith because there's security in faith. Our forgiveness is secured by faith. Our fellowship with him is secured by faith. And our favor is secured by faith. And here, this is why there's security in faith. Because secured faith is, watch this, steadfast. Somebody say steadfast. In other words, it remains. Your, for your forgiveness can't be taken away. It remains. Your, your fellowship with him can't be taken away. It remains. And your favor can't be taken away. It's steadfast. By faith. But I believe beyond our forgiveness, beyond our fellowship with him, and even beyond our favor with him, I believe that there's a greater reward that is secured by faith. I want us to look at verses 3 through 5 of our foundational text. The Bible says that not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that the tribulations produces perseverance, and that perseverance and character and character and hope now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. In other words, here's some real good news. We are a finished work by faith. Somebody say, I'm a finished work. What God has declared over your life is already done. Somebody say, it's already done. But it's done by faith. Many people receive words from God and because life begins to take them or, or, or in the natural, it does not look like what God declared. I don't believe that I'm a finished work in him. Somebody say I'm a finished work. I'm a, I'm a finished work every test. And notice, notice, notice what our text says. It says we glory in tribulations. And here's, here's the sad reality concerning believers. We believe that every test, every trial, and every tribulation is to take us out. But really they're designed to let us know by faith that we're a finished work. Somebody's going through a tribulation right now. Somebody's going through a trial right now. Somebody's going through a test right now. But by faith, I've got to believe that it's come to make me a finished work. Somebody's going through a difficult season, but you're a finished work. Say, I'm a finished work. Somebody's going through a dark season, but that dark season is, watch this, cause to usher you into a finished work. And we've got to believe that by faith. Many people take their lives out because of tribulation. And the Lord says we've got a glory in tribulation by faith because God says this tribulation is to usher me into my finished work. But this work is only secured, somebody say, by faith. I want to pray with you this morning. I pray that this series has helped somebody, that we understand that faith is the currency of heaven, that there's th some things that have been set aside for us as believers but we only secure them by faith. Let us pray. Father, we bless your name. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. And we acknowledge, God, that there is none like you. Matter of fact, God, we searched all over and could find none like you. God, we thank you, God, ultimately. And I said this at the beginning of our series. At the most basic level, God, our relationship with you is birthed at the place of faith. So, Father, we thank you and honor you, God, for those of us who have declared by faith that we'll live for you. And, God, that your, your son will lord of our lives. 
We thank you, God, for that faith that has ushered us into a relationship with you. But now I pray, God, for this security in faith. For God, even as your word declares, your son said, anyone that the Father puts in your hands, that no man can snatch away. That's security. And we thank you for that. And Father, there's some other rewards, not only just our eternal salvation, God, but we thank you, God, that we can be forgiven by faith. I'm praying for the one, God, that is condemning themselves even now. God, the one that believes, God, they're unworthy and undeserving of all that you've set aside for them. God, there's somebody, God, that's struggling with a perpetual sin. And I pray now, God, that you would increase their faith. Your word declares, God, that you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So I pray, God, for the forgiveness of your people now. Cause them to receive that by faith. If somebody's struggling, God, with lust, if somebody, God, struggling with a gambling addiction, if somebody struggling, God, with using illicit drugs, God, there's somebody that's struggling, God, uh, with, with adultery and fornication. But I pray, God, that by faith, God, they can receive forgiveness. And God, I pray not, not only for the, their access to forgiveness, but their ability to forgive as well. God, there's some people, God, that are watching. God, that have been hurt by some people that were close to them. And they feel like they can't forgive them. Somebody's been violated, God. Somebody, God, has been cheated on multiple times. And they feel like, God, they cannot forgive them. But I pray, God, by faith, God, that you'll give them the ability to forgive. God, as your word declares, God, let us not, not go to sleep in our anger. I pray, God, by faith, God, that you'll release that anger. You'll release that hurt. And by faith, God, they can forgive the one that has hurt them. As you told your disciples, not just seven times, but seven times 70. God, we have the strength to forgive by faith. And I pray, God, for our fellowship with you. This has been a difficult season for many. Some, God, are in the darkest season of their life. They don't know where to turn, God. They don't know where to go. But God, by faith, cause them to know, God, that you'll never leave them nor forsake them. God, somebody feels like they're all alone in this journey. But God, I pray by faith that they'll believe, God, that you're in fellowship with them. And God, we thank you, God, that we don't have to change environments, but our environments will change because of us. Favor is our portion. Favor is our portion. Favor is our portion, and it's our portion by faith. God, all that we are, all that we will be, and God, all that we receive from you is from you and you alone. We believe that, God, by faith. It's not of our own accord, but it's you, God, and your favor that is upon our lives. And God, finally, God, I pray, God, for the finished work. There is no believer, God, that you start a good work in that you won't complete. So, God, I pray, God, that they don't uh, condemn the trial. They don't condemn the tribulation, God, but will glory in them. For, God, their cause called, God, to usher us into our finished work. God, we love you. We adore you. And we believe you, God, by faith. God, there's an inheritance that's been laid up and we want it secured. And I believe, God, those that have heard your word shall receive it by faith. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. And every believer said amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. There's somebody that's watching this morning and you don't have a relationship with God. 
You saying, I get all of that, I get, I can get favor, I get, I can have fellowship with him, I get that, that I can be forgiven by him, but I'm not even in relationship with him. I, I, I don't understand his power, I don't understand his provision, and I do not understand his promises. Well, here's the good news. The Bible says that if you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that you can be saved. Somebody that this morning says, I want to be in relationship with God. At the most basic level, I want to give my life to him. If that's you, that's a great decision you can make this morning. Matter of fact, it's the greatest decision of your life. And here's all you got to do. What am I confessing? What am I believing? The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. That means I'm in need of a Savior. If you can confess that and believe in your heart, you're on your way to salvation. Everybody in this sanctuary, everybody that's watching that's called themselves a believer, including this pastor, had to declare at one point that I was in need of a Savior. Matter of fact, I'm always in need of him. But I had to make a de decision and a declaration that I need him. And if you can declare that, that's a good decision to make. And what else am I declaring? John 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So I don't care. I saw something, and y'all can fact check me because you know that's the new new thing in this season, fact checking, folks. Steve Harvey put something about there's so many ways to God, but the devil is a lie. There's only one way, and that's Jesus Christ. So I don't know what you heard. I don't know what your friends told you, but I'm confessing and I'm believing by faith that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only Savior, that he took my sins and he bore them on the cross, that he was crucified, buried, and in three days he rose again with all power in his hand. I'm believing that, and I'm confessing that. If you can do that, you're on your way to salvation. And finally, the Bible says that even the demons believe. So, so many folk can believe that there's a God, but they never allow Christ the Lord over their life. That means that I'm governed by his word. I'm guided by his word. I don't do nothing that goes in contradiction to his word. That means that's the kind of lording God wants to do over your life. If you can allow him to do that, you can be saved this morning. If you can confess those things and believe in your heart, you're saved. I want to pray with you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for the one that has come. Thank you, God, for by faith they're now in fellowship with you. God, they have this eternal security with you now, God. And we thank you. As you told, as your son declared, whomever the father puts in his hands, no one can snatch away. God, their salvation is now secure. And we bless your name for that. We, we know heaven rejoices, God, when one comes. But Father, let this person know that there's a local body that is rejoicing with heaven as well. We thank you and we honor you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. If you made that decision this morning, I want you to send us an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org. I want somebody to follow up with you. We want to connect with you. We want to make sure that you have support in this journey called salvation. And there may be somebody else who says, hey, Pastor Keith, I've never been in your church. I've never physically been in worship with any of you. But there's something about the presence that I feel from this streaming um, experience that I need to be connected with this local body. We'd love to be connected with you as well. And you're saying, I wanna join, I wanna link arms. I wanna be in fellowship with a local body. Um, and that local body, body is the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Hey, send us an email as well to churchoffice at waytampabay.org. You can inbox us on Facebook. Somebody will connect with you. We'll walk you through how you can be connected and covenant with our church. So I love you guys. I'm gonna have my wife come and take us further in the service. I miss you dearly. You know, some days are more difficult than others and I can't wait for the day where I can embrace the saints again. Uh, so be encouraged, the Lord is still with us. It's a dark and difficult season, but here's the good news, by faith, we have fellowship with him. Amen. Let us receive my wife at this time, Lady Serena Barron. All right. Good morning again. Just a few announcements and I'll be 
right out of your way. Um, today we're going to have our school supply drive by. And if you've been watching the Facebook page or being in tune with your emails and the notifications that we send out, then you're already aware of that. But today is our school supply drive by. If you have a student in need um, of school supplies, then please bring them by the church beginning now until 1 p.m. So we're going to be here. It's about 11.53 according to the clock here. And we're going to be here until 1 p.m. for the drive by. Okay. You just pull in and we can put the school supplies right in your trunk. Um, so that our children can be re prepared to return back to school or continue school. Um, I know we're coming off the holiday break and kids go through supplies like crazy. So that's why we're deciding to do this midway into the school year. If you need the address, we're located at 129 North Astor Avenue. Um, that's A-S-T-E-R, A-S-T-E-R, 129 North Astor Avenue, Tampa, Florida, 33612. For those of you who are fully engaged online, go ahead and throw the address for me in the comment section, just in case we do have a visitor or someone tuned in. But again, that's 129 North Aster, A-S-T-E-R, Avenue, Tampa, Florida, 33612. Um, also, we have what we are calling altar calls. This is going to be our monthly prayer line calls. We're committing ourselves to prayer as a church with monthly prayer calls every first Monday of the month. So today's the 31st. That means that our very first one will take place tomorrow, Monday, February 1st. Tomorrow, Monday, February 1st at 7 p.m. Pastor Keith is going to kick off this event for us um, starting in 2021. And the details will be emailed out to you as well as texts to you in the morning. Um, <clears throat> We'll get those to you early so that you'll know how to tune in. But we're, we're praying. I know you all have obligations. You have a lot to do. Um, just jump on if you can, even if it's but for a few minutes. Uh, we want you to be engaged as a family, as a church family. So every first Monday of the month, continuing in 2021, and the very first one is going to kick off tomorrow at 7 p.m. So be on the lookout for the details. Um, also, we have a new semester of poor groups. I don't know about you, but I love our my poor group um, that I'm a part of. We when we do get together, it's phenomenal. Uh, we are able to go through the word really quickly and then we can disperse and check up on one another before that. So I, I enjoy those groups. But beginning the first week in February, we will kick off our new semester of poor groups and our new study will be centered on dealing with and defeating anxiety, okay? Um, so be on the lookout for communications from your poor group leader for details about what day and what time your group will start in February. So again, the new semester kicks off um, this February and we're gonna be surrounding around uh, or detailing information around dealing with defeating feeding anxiety. If you are not involved in a poor group and would like to be, please send an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org and we will get you connected. Okay. Again, that's churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Then lastly, um, Pastor Keith has a new February sermon series coming up. We want you to join us next Sunday at 1030 a.m. as always. And he's going to kick off a new sermon series entitled Beyond Repair, Beyond Repair. This series will give us revelation on a ministry of reconciliation. Join us and invite someone to worship with us as well so that we can repair and reconcile the relationships that have been ordained for our lives. Listen, we're not a people called to just throw relationships off to the side when they become difficult. Yes, sometimes we do have to let go of things and, and people, depending on the situation, but for the most part, God has called us to live um, lives that are um, reconciled lives, um, not just only to him, but one to another. And Pastor Keith will dig more into that starting um, next Sunday in his sermon series, Beyond Repair. And so lastly... Um, those are our announcements. Again, continue to monitor your email. We'll have details coming out to you all week. I want to go over some ways to give at the way. Just give me one second. So here at The Way, we always make sure we give according to 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, which basically says that you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Amen? Um, I, I needed to receive that years ago, y'all. I really did. But we want to continue to encourage that and push that. Um, don't give under pressure. You, you won't hear Pastor Keith say, oh, you need to give $100. You need to give $20. You know what God has entrusted you with, and you know what God has placed on your heart to give. So we just ask that you be obedient to that. Um, 
just as simple as that. And so there's a couple of ways to give. So how can I give? Well, you can give in person. If you're here in the sanctuary, we do have offering envelopes um, behind the chairs in front of you. And so you can place your offering in that basket and then located in the rear of the sanctuary as you exit, there are some baskets sitting um, back on the baptismal pool as well as a back stand. I'm telling my age by the fact that I can't see y'all what that is back there. That's pretty bad, right? Y'all aren't in the sanctuary. You're tuned in with us, but I couldn't even believe I couldn't see what was back there. So you'll see some baskets with better eyes than I can. Go ahead and throw your offering in there if you need to. Then also you can give... um, via our website which is our paypal account if you go to waytampabay.org and you click on the given link in the top right hand corner you'll be able to give securely through our website so that's one means the other means is cash app um, this is kind of the new kid on the block if you do have a cash app and that's easier for you then you just put in dollar sign the way church of tb the way church of tb you'll see our church logo show up to ensure that you're giving to the proper account and you can give that way and then lastly if you desire to mail off your um offering we have had a few um, members and visitors ask um, for this method, then know that you can mail it off. Just don't mail it to our physical location. You can mail it to our P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 280003, Tampa, Florida 33682. I'm going to say that one more time. It's P.O. Box 280003, Tampa, Florida 33682. And that's it. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget what I said earlier. It's now noon. Um, right on the head, we're going to be here until 1 p.m. If you need school supplies for children or those in your household or you know of someone who needs them, then just come up here really quick, as quick as you can. Drive by. We're going to drop something in your car so that you can be on your way safely and so that our babies can have what they need to continue to have a successful school year. Listen, we don't want them to lack in anything. Uh, with that being said, continue to encourage our babies. I know this is challenging for them and they don't always have a space to let out some of the frustrations of the pandemic and what they're dealing with but what we don't want is resources to be one hiccup so please stop by if you can we'll be here until 1 p.m let's go to god in prayer as we prepare to head out father we thank you thank you thank you so much for your word we thank you for this time to collectively come together to worship you and to lift up your name god i'm so grateful that even a pandemic can't separate us from your love i'm so grateful oh god for the means of technology i'm so grateful oh god that we live in a generation in a time oh god where we can still be connected and safe oh god as we deal with this pandemic issue we thank you and we love you oh god we thank you for your word that went forth i pray oh god even for the next sermon series that's to come i pray oh god for our altar calls and everything else that we have planned for this month may it be fruitful god may it be fruitful in our lives and may it bring you glory oh god the glory that you deserve you and you alone we love you and we thank you and it's in your son jesus name that we do pray amen Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Um, continue to share, tag someone. If they weren't able to be on and they're in work, just put their name in the comment box. You all know how to do it. Thank you again for worshiping with us. We pray you have a blessed week. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.